Hello and welcome to The Scrum, the podcast from WGBH News where we talk about politics and political media from Beacon Hill to the Beltway. This week on The Scrum, it's our pleasure to bring you an exclusive conversation with Vermin Supreme, a perennial presidential candidate known for turning his little portion of the campaign into a theater of the absurd. I recently spoke with Supreme in New Hampshire, where he was kind of skulking around a Republican presidential town hall in Nashua. We talked about his relationship to Donald Trump, why he once glitter-bombed a fellow candidate, and what happened after he did, and the policies that he'd pursue if by some remote chance he found himself in the White House. But first, I need to offer a correction. In our previous episode, I said that the state of Massachusetts was offering General Electric tax relief as part of the package that convinced GE to move its corporate headquarters to the South Boston waterfront. In fact, the aid that the state is kicking in, up to $120 million, consists almost entirely of public infrastructure improvements. There is no tax relief and no money flowing directly to the company. Now, on to the man who's known to both his admirers and his detractors as Vermin Supreme. Scrum, can we say that on the air? We absolutely can. Uh, Mr. Supreme, how many runs for president have you made? Um, well, that's a very good question. I've never really counted them all together like that. Um, I've been running for something since 87. Uh, people have told me that I did announce that I was running in 88. I can say for sure that I've been in the New Hampshire primary since 92. So that would be 92, 96, uh, 2000, 2004, 2008, 2012, and now 2016. So I'd say that uh, this is the seventh presidential run that I've made in the great state of New Hampshire. Why do you do it? Well, I do it, number one, because I can. Because the beautiful thing about this country is that uh, anyone can run for president. Uh, you might not get too far, but it's a self-declaration. It's simply a matter of saying, hi, I, my name is, insert your name, and repeat the magical phrase, I'm running for president. And once you say that, you are, and nobody can tell you otherwise. And so I've been campaigning for years and years simply because I can, because I enjoy it. Uh, and over the years, I've developed a, 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 a real serious constituency, portfolio, a base of supporters that spans the political spectrum. Um, uh, now, once again, it's a very wide base of support that goes from far left to far right. It's a very shallow base of support, I might add, but that's okay. Because of my nonpartisan nature, um, it doesn't matter if I run as a Democrat or a Republican because they know I am a dino or a rhino. It's in name only. It doesn't matter. It's a flag of convenience that I'm flying. And uh, I've been doing it for so long and, and, and been treating the politicos and the, and the media workers as, as, as an audience. And I know uh, that you know for years and years and years it didn't seep past the editorial, but I knew that those in the, in the newsroom, they were familiar with me, political wonks, they knew me, political fans, you know, they, they got to know me after a while. And then uh, finally after 2012, I had my breakthrough moment at the lesser known candidate debate uh, when, I was, uh, when I made my closing statements and uh, turned Randall Terry uh, gay by dumping all sorts of glitter uh, dust on him. I'd uh, forgotten about that. And uh, that pretty much... Uh, so that's the highlight of your various runs for president, would you Well, say? I think it blew open the doors in terms of mainstream coverage. I mean, that was the year. Like I say, uh, in previous years, I was good for a mention on NPR uh, here and there, or a few pictures on the wire like that, uh, a couple interviews. But in 2012, yes, I think that it bumped up my mainstream recognition and my Q quotient uh, considerably. I didn't even... I should know what a Q quotient is, but I can't remember. I was trying to fake it. Q quotient, remind me what that... Oh, it's, 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 a, it's what the media uses to describe how popular you are, I guess. 
Uh, let me ask you about that that glitter. I, I was going to say stunt, but that might be disrespectful. The glitter gambit. Yeah. Did you know, I assume, that you were going to do that? I mean, you had to have the glitter with you on I, stage, or was there anything impromptu about it? Once again, it was a very uh, interesting year in that uh, Mr. Terry was running for uh, uh, for the presidency on the Democratic ticket. And remind our listeners a little bit about who Randall Terry is Randall and what his beliefs are. Randall Terry is a rabid anti-homosexual, anti-abortion activist, and uh, he is one of the founders of Operation Rescue, uh, the organization that has used uh, uh, massive civil disobedience to blockade uh, abortion clinics um, and I believe in the past he went so far as to you know using a human fetus uh, as a prop I believe uh, he disowned his gay son a very reprehensible individual in my humble opinion but on the other hand like many people that I disagree with vehemently politically um, I get, I get along, okay? I, I met Randall in 04 in Boston at the, uh, at the uh, convention there at uh, the Fleet Center in Boston Garden. And uh, at the time I was working the, the gate, I have this pattern where it's like I'll, I'll tell the people in line to be prepared for their full body cavity, rectal search, and security, and messages, and things of that nature. And he was enjoying that. And I, was, I wasn't wearing the he boot. He was enjoying that. He was. I, was wearing the, I wasn't wearing the boot. I was wearing this sort of devil mask on backwards. So by, I had, by the way, right now you're wearing a, a tingly. Did I get that it right? It is tingly. tingly yes. Black Buddha, like a men's uh, made in not USA, a, not a made in the USA, uh, a men's Wellington. Is that uh, the right? Well, one? I think it is. Uh, oh, I, although I believe Wellington, yes, it's not a galasha. I wore a galasha many years ago with buckles and stuff, but the balance was off. This particular uh, boot is a very fine boot. It has, it's a. Uh, it's easy to balance for hours and hours on end. All right, so when you back to the story, Terry, yes, back I, to the story. Yes, you distracted me. You don't want me to go off on old Grandpa Vermin. Now, I mean, no, I'm trying <laughs> try to remain focused here. Um, so yes, yeah, so I met him. He came up to me. Um, I know who I knew who he was. Uh, my wife knew who he was. We recognized him. Uh, we both despise him. Um, and my wife was literally hissing at him, hissing, hissing at him. And I, and myself, am experiencing this cognitive dissonance, which was amazing, because to myself, my, my rational brain says, boy, it's Randall Terry. I really hate this guy. I hate everything he does. But on the other hand, he's got this charisma, and we were drawn into each other's charisma sphere. And so we're sort of smiling at one another, and there's this spark, this sort of bromance thing, if you will. Quite frankly, I think he might have wanted to perform fellatio on me. Can hey, I say that on the... Hey, hey, uh, this is a, this uh, is a kid safe uh, political uh, and media. Uh, sorry, kids, don't ask your mom what that means. Um, so anyway, uh, four years go by, and sure enough, he's running for president. And one of what his his whole idea. Many people have different agendas. One of his was that he wanted to air his graphic anti-abortion mangled fetus commercials during the Super Bowl. If he was running for right. president, he would be able to do that. That would give him a leg up and, and leverage. Uh, so that was his main motivation. So anyway, the lesser-known candidate debate. Every four years, the New Hampshire Institute of Politics. Uh, uh, sponsors a, a debate for uh, or forum for candidates who were not included in the uh, a more mainstream debates. Mm -hmm. um, so I was there alphabetically. I was next to uh, Mr. Terry um, throughout the debate. I was uh, sort of I'll give him the stink eye, I guess, when you when you get right down to it. And I was mimicking his movements and uh, sort of leaning in really tight to sort of share the frame with him. And he was none too pleased to be uh, sitting next to a man with a boot on his head. Well, he one. paid for that microphone. So. Um, sure, sure he did. Um, but then. In the, the closing, st well, at one point during the uh, 
uh, debate, uh, I, he, I lulled him into a false sense of security where uh, the moderator asked the candidates who they would vote for. Randall, of course, said himself. And when it was my question, I said, oh, I would vote for Mr. Terry also. So I lulled him into this false sense of security. Mm -hmm. And uh, during the closing statements, I played the chicken dance theme song, sang my little song. My name is Vermin. My name is Vermin. Vermin Supreme. And you can vote. And you can vote. And you can vote for me if you want to. And, uh, and then I sort of sat down, trailed off. Uh, moderator said, thank you. And I said, oh, and one more thing, Randall uh, Jesus told me to turn Randall to Terry, Terry Gay. And so I stood up and proceeded to empty my pockets with pounds and pounds and pounds of, uh, of uh, spark glittery, sparkly dust. Uh, and uh, I, I think I was successful. Um, and after the event, we shook hands. He's very good natured. He's a very poli uh, politic man. I mean, I gave him very few options. He could have stood up and left. He could have stood up and swung on me. Uh, but he sat there and he took all his glitter. Oh, kudos uh, to Randall Terry. Uh, in indeed. So I essentially owned him. Uh, I don't know the extent to which you're comfortable answering this question, okay. but who were you before you became Vermin Supreme? Um, I'd say I've always been Vermin Supreme. Vermin, it, it's just we eventually merged. Right. <laughs> who merged with Vermin Supreme to be subsumed by Vermin Supreme? Well, I was once known as Bagel Pizzazz. Um, prior to know, being known as Vermin Supreme. But Bagel Pizzazz? <laughs> Bagel Pizzazz. Uh, but that was a very young me, and of course that didn't have any political resonance. So. Right, how about pre-Bagel Pizzazz? Well, I'm not going there. No? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No, uh, no details? I mean, because you know, my sense mm -hmm. is that I could maybe hop online and find some great you know, 5,000-word opus written about you eight years ago that, that discusses the... Uh, the identities that you've had over the years before this identity coalesced. Uh, so, and, and no, I mean, uh, Vermin Supreme uh, I be, be, was indeed started as a, a stage uh, thing back in, in 1985. I was running uh, a couple of nightclubs in Baltimore. All uh, booking agents, all club owners, and all promoters were going to be Vermin, and I was the Vermin Supreme. Uh, it was a short leap into politics, and so I've been uh, Vermin Supreme officially for like, uh, you know, 30, 40 years. My mother calls me Vermin Supreme. My wife of 25 years has never known me as anything but Vermin Supreme. Really? Yes. And so it's my legal name, it's on my passport, my driver's license, it's all consistent. Um, there's, there's no other than Vermin Supreme. I am Vermin Supreme. I can say that wholeheartedly. Has there ever been an election year, uh, whether it was this one or a previous one, where the time came to file paperwork to run for president you thought, you know, I've done this before, I feel like taking a break. I'm not, I'm not that into it this time around. My constituents uh, have not uh, led me to believe that. I think it's always got to be a little bit bigger, a little bit better. I mean, I, for years I've been saying I was going to um, go for the federal matching funds, $5,000 in each of 20 states. You know, I have big goals, reasonable expectations. Um, I've been doing it so long I don't get disappointed when things don't go my way. Um, you know, it, it's win-win. I can't possibly lose. When you're not in it to win it, you cannot lose. So you've, never, you've honestly never thought, even in your darkest moments, Maybe I'll sit this one out and come am, back in four years. I am looking for the next four years. My, my campaign is always four years. Listen, uh, it's like this. America's uh, cachet, America's uh, slow decline, slow coasting decline. My stock rising. Now, at one point, these two are going to meet. I believe I will be president in, in 2036. 2036? 20 years from now. I'll be as old as uh, Bernie is now, and uh, America will be such a crap hole that uh, it will make sense to vote for me. Do you feel like uh, Donald Trump is paving the way for a vermin supreme presidency? Uh, I believe uh, I, I paved the way for a Donald Trump presidency. Thank you very much.
What do you make of his uh, uh, his candidacy right now, and the fact that he seems to be the likely Republican nominee? I think it's just the culmination of, of the merging of uh, entertainment and politics, political entertainment. Obviously, uh, I mean, this is the most actively engaged uh, campaign that I can remember in terms of uh, media paying attention. Like, uh, and uh, yeah, I think it's just. Uh, Media, entertainment, meeting, merging. It's a part of the political entertainment industrial complex. All right, and when you finally do become president, if that comes to pass, what sort of policies can we expect a Supreme administration to implement? Once, of course, uh, I've been a, a strong proponent of many years uh, for time travel research and fully funding time travel to go back in time and kill baby Hitler. Yeah, sure, Jeb said he would, but I'm the only one who says I will, okay? Um, of course, the uh, mandatory toothbrushing laws, uh, gingivitis has been eroding the gum line of this great nation. You're saying that and holding up a large, I'm going to say what, foot, foot and a half? Yeah, sure, big, big sure. Turquoise tooth. It's a large toothbrush, yes. Uh, the mandatory toothbrushing law is very important. Um, of course, uh, zombie preparedness and uh, apocalypse, uh, zombie apocalypse awareness, and uh, harnessing the awesome power of zombies for energy sources, utilizing the latest enhanced real technology, and of course, free ponies for all Americans. It is a federal pony identification system. You must have your pony with you at all times. It's a comprehensive agenda. Indeed. And I'd like to jump back real force um, uh, that I was not invited to the lesser-known candidate debate mm, yeah. this year, and I think that's uh, worth notable. Is it because of the glitter? It was because of the glitter. I believe that uh, they were a little peeved that I turned their carpet gay. Um, they claimed property damage. Uh, initially, reports stated that I could uh, debate if I paid them $250. I went there with uh, $250 cash. I offered it to him. I offered assurances. Uh, I'm a man of my word. You, you Who'd you offer the 250 bucks to, uh, by the way? Mr. Uh, Neil Levesque, the executive director of the National uh, New Hampshire Institute of Politics. Um, he declined. I uh, believe there must be consequences, and I'm laying the groundwork for 2020. I'm hoping we can uh, work that out, because obviously, uh, on my way in here today, uh, there was concerns. Uh, some of the organizers said, Vermin, uh, I mean, now you're not going to cause any problems, are you? And I said, no, I'm here to smooth, schmooze. I'm here to meet the public. Um, I'm not here to glitter bomb anybody. I did that before. It was a one-off. It paid off, and uh, here I am. Uh, I'll quote uh, John uh, Kasich. Uh, they said it couldn't be done. That's holding up John Kasich's uh, uh, little card right there. Yep. And they that, told him it couldn't be done. And that's what they told me. But look at me now. All right, Vermin Supreme, thank you, and thank you all for listening to another installment of The Scrum. That's short for scrumptious. I'm Adam Riley. We'll talk to you again later.